Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. Each week we pick some shows to discuss from our promotion we feel like discussing that week. We kick off the show each week, talking about all the big news in the business. Mostly stick to pro, but we talk about a little bit of everything. I'm your host, TJ, a.k.a. Aspier, and with me is my co-host, Caitlin. Hey, everybody. Uh, this week is episode 53, and we'll be doing our uh, usual roundup, all the wrestling we've watched the past week, uh, featuring a ton of random Joshi matches for me, because I just spent my whole Friday night just watching a bunch of shit I've been from so far this year, trying to catch up a little bit, plus some uh, Corey Ga Pro Wrestling and some uh, Zero One and more. But our main topics for the week are going to be the uh, last Stardom Cork and Hall show from January 17th, featuring uh, Utami defending the red belt against Micah, and uh, Julia defending the white belt against Natsuko, and also the All Japan Cork and Hall show from this weekend, featuring Swama defending the uh, Triple Crown title against Shotaro Oshino and uh, two other title defenses, uh, Pain. That's all it is, is pain, but I'll, we'll talk about that once we talk about the show, but uh, what you been up to this week? Same old, same old. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'll say I know, um, I threw it on Twitter that I actually lost uh, 10 pounds so far since I've been keeping up with uh, working out and all that and just keeping track of my weight since last year sometime, so glad I'm keeping up with that. Uh, Got a bunch of new stuff. Like once I, I used to be really into the gym, and I'm kind of feeling that way again. Like I can't wait. Like once everything's back to normal, that's one of the first things I'm gonna go do is get a gym membership because we have a little gym in our apartment. But one, I don't really want to deal with that right now just because of COVID and all that. But it's not that big and not a whole lot of machines or anything. So I'd love to get back into a normal gym again. But uh, beyond that, just still gaming. I haven't played a whole lot of Celeste, but I picked, I down redownloaded Skyrim because of some podcasts I listened to was talking about it, and I was like. Oh, I haven't played that game in like two years, so let me fuck around with it a little bit. And uh, other than that, anime, you, you watch anything yet? Other than, like, I know we watched um, Higurashi. You watch uh, Promised Neverland or anything like that? Not yet, no. Oh, well, not the newest episode. Mm-hmm. Though, so. Yeah, I think all we watched was Higurashi. And then, well, I watched, like, another episode of Horimiya and staying caught up in Jujutsu Kaisen. They introduced, like, the best character. Well, I mean, he's already been introduced, but he uh, facing off with Itadori, uh, Toto. Dude's a fucking mess. I'm not going to say too much about it if you're watching the show, but he is definitely like one of the best characters in the show. But uh, let's just get straight into the news here. Uh, decent amount of Western news. Um, GCW, uh, it's been announced for a while now, but they're doing a 24-hour show called uh, Fight Forever, which begins uh, January 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be live on YouTube and Fight for free. Uh, being a 24-hour stream, I'm not going to list through all the matches. You can just look it up yourself if you're interested. There's a couple... Like there's here and there, there's stuff that I'm interested in, but then there's uh, plenty of stuff that I'm not gonna watch. Like I mean, I don't know. We probably won't have anything else to do on Friday nights. So we'll probably throw it on, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not super excited for this. I'm definitely not, not staying. Really, no. I'm definitely not staying up God, for this shit. No, no. Like good luck to y'all if you want to stay up for that. But I'm going to sleep. Uh, see AEW news. Uh, they announced an AEW Women's Title Eliminator Tournament with a U.S. and Japan bracket. Or at least that's what it seems like. It had to both the U.S. flag and the Japan flag, which. Started a whole debate on whether, like, how many Japanese people are they actually going to have? Is it a full bracket? How are they going to do it? As far as, like, my idea for it, I think it's really just a way to reintroduce Riho now that she's done with Stardom and hopefully coming back to the U.S. So I don't know if they're going to do, like, a bracket in Japan, have it taped, like, have Emi Sakura do it, like, ran out of building, tapes matches, and then Riho wins and gets sent to the U.S. to face the winner of the American bracket, or if they just send a couple of Japanese uh, women over to America. I don't really know. 
gonna be curious what happens. I'm sure they're gonna announce more of it this week. But we'll see, I guess. Uh, Impact news: uh, Private Party from AEW are the number one contenders to the tag titles, and will face the Good Brothers February 13th at No Surrender, one of their little uh, web pay-per-view things. Uh, I'll talk about that more when we talk about this week's episode of Impact, I guess. But uh, in last minute Western news, uh, WWE news: uh, the WWE Network is moving to Peacock in the U.S. starting in March, and I guess we're finally gonna have a, won't have a reason to watch it, but we'll actually be able to watch it. If we want to, since we have Peacock, because half of people in America have it for free because of Xfinity and mm-hmm. shit. But it might be fun to watch some of the shit, but at least, very least, uh, if we want to watch any of the pay-per-views or anything, we could watch it a lot easier now. Yep. Uh, not so happy news, uh, Hideki Suzuki seems like he's going to WWE. We don't know for sure yet. It's like Tokyo Sports reported that he basically has a uh, one-way ticket to the U.S. and kind of hinted at WWE, but he's talked about wanting to do WWE for a while now, and he's been over there as a coach before, so... If that's where he ends up, I'm not very surprised, but kind of does suck that I, there are plenty of matches I'd like to see him do in Japan still, but oh well, we're going to get a fight pit with him and Thatcher, I'm sure, in NXT. And speaking of NXT, we have some new signings. I don't think we talked about them last week, because I think it came out like right after we recorded, out, yeah. or like was, the next day, or something like that. I think it was that. Tuesday. But yeah, we got uh, yeah. three new uh, women signees, uh, Zoe Stark, formerly known as Lacey Ryan, Gigi Dolan, I think that's how you say it, formerly yeah. known as Priscilla Kelly. And uh, Cora Jade, formerly known as Elena Black. I think Priscilla is a good signing for them. She'll she'll definitely thrive in WWE. I don't know anything about this Lacey Ryan chick at yeah, all. Yeah, I feel like most people didn't. And, uh, at least not what I talked to, so I don't know. Yeah, and I uh, don't think Elena Black's any good, but she's very young, so she could easily develop in WWE. Right. I mean, WWE's not the best place to develop really right now, but yeah, I was like, what I've seen of her, she's not very good, but like she's just she's still pretty fresh from being trained, so I can't really complain too much. And then Anthony Henry, um, congrats on your retirement, a guy. He really is retiring. He said he was going to retire yeah. in a year, so I mean, Maybe that's what he actually go. meant. That's what he meant. <laughs> but no, good for him though, because he's pretty old, and I'm good he's for him. They're getting... not going to do much. Yeah, he's going to be there for like training and shit, and kind of like do the Chris Hero role, which good for him. Get a, get some pay, get some uh, pay before you uh, totally hang up the boots. Uh, let's see, Japanese indie news uh, zero one. Uh, zero one's going to hold a singles tournament on their internet pay per view shows on uh, January twenty fourth and January thirty first. Uh, you can order each show for 2,500 yen on their official TwitCasting site. I don't know who's going to do that, so these shows are probably never going to make tape anywhere. You're not going to be able to find them online unless someone decides to pay for them and upload them, but I kind of doubt that's going to happen. It's just funny to me that I'm, the p- participants here are uh, Takumi Baba, Chris, uh, let's say Chris Books, Chris Weiss, uh, cannot read that dude's name, Haida Tamura, uh, Shoki Kitamura, let's see, uh, Harley Jackson's in it, Tanaka, Hotani, Yokoyama. This is really funny to me is that uh, Takumi Baba, of all people, is getting a first round bye. <laughs> I'm like, but I don't know. He's going to lose to Chris Weiss in the next round anyway, probably, so it doesn't really matter, but that's just funny to me. Uh, Bizarre news. Uh, Isami Kodaka and Daiki Shimamura beat C- Speed of Sounds in 1335 to become the new Iron Fist Tag Chams- Champions on uh, January 30th, or January 20th. Yeah, January 30th hasn't happened yet. Uh, Freedom's news. Uh, January 21st, on a show that uh, aired live on pay-per-view. Um, Takeda left Unchained to join Sakuda and Oeki to form a new unit. I don't think they have a new name yet, but either way, that's a very powerful unit, so I'm really excited for Freedoms this year. Not a whole lot of Joshi news, really the stardom, seedling stuff. Mayu accepted uh, Yoshiko's challenge for Budokan, and then Momo also challenged Nanai to uh, face her there. 
And also, uh, Momo's going to be pairing in a tag match for Seedling sometime before Budokan. I forget the date and who she's actually teaming with. It's another Stardom girl. I think it's Izumi, but I can't remember for sure off the top of my head. And I was trying to find it before the show, before we recorded, and I couldn't really. Uh, Cyberfight news. It's really just Noah. Uh, Keno successfully defended the national title against Murakami. It, they kind of streamed it a little bit on like Periscope or something. I hate when they do that. But yeah, I didn't even bother. I'm just going to wait till it's on Universe. I've heard kind of mixed things about it, but... I don't even know if they showed the whole thing on Periscope or what I it was. I have no clue how it worked. I've seen a few GIFs of it. It doesn't look that great, but great. we'll see, I guess. Let's see, All Japan News. At least it's kind of All Japan. I didn't know where to put it, but it's we have the full card for the Giant Baba 23rd Anniversary Memorial Show. It's going to take place uh, February 4th. we got Jensei Shinsaki, Mitsuya Nagai, and Tomoki Homa versus Osamu Nishimura, Andy Wu, and Alejandro. Hmm. i got Giant Baba 23rd Anniversary Special Match, uh, Tiger Mask 2, Takao Mori. Masao Inoue, Tsuyoshi uh, Kikuchi versus Masanobu Fuchi, Atsushi Onida, Great Kujika, and Shiro Koshinaka. It says uh, Giant, Giant Baba 23rd Anniversary Special Match, Stan Hansen versus Giant Baba. It, they're just going to replay the old match. They're not... Yeah, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Rip. Uh, we're going to get Bushi versus Atsuki Aoyagi. Let's That's going to be an interesting Let's one. Go. Uh, we got Minoru Suzuki and Hikaru Sato versus Yuji Nagata and Yuma Aoyagi. That should be fucking great. Mm-hmm. And then we got the main event, uh, Keiji Mudo, Suwama, Satoshi Kojima versus Hiroshi Tenzan, Kasuyashi, and Masuki Kono. Why don't I just realize Tenzan and Kojima are on separate sides? I think Tenzan was the ex originally, and then they finally announced that he was oh, the person. Right, yeah. But I uh, definitely think that's kind of a step down, at least for like big matches, compared to the last year's show, because that had like Tanahashi and Ke- Kento, or, yeah. no, it was Tanahashi and Yoshihashi versus Kento and Sekimoto. That's yeah, what it was. That was, that was a fucking awesome match. I love that. At least we got uh, Suzuki and Sato versus Nagata and Aoyagi. I think it's going to be a really great match. And Bushi and Aoyagi should be fun, at least. But uh, that's it for All Japan News. Uh, oh, well, New Japan News. I that just broke today. I didn't put it out. Is that uh, Okan and uh, Tenzan at the Nagoya show on the 30th is going to be uh, whoever loses the match can no longer do uh, Mongolian chops. And also, Osprey Kojima is going to be a no DQ match. And you, you know, somehow made me... Like, even less excited for the match than I already was. I wasn't excited at all, but you know what I mean. Like, I'm le- even less anticipating the match. <laughs> at least Oka and Tenzan I'm still really excited about, but... That's it for news. Uh, airing this week, uh, not a whole lot, really. Uh, Stardom had a doubleheader on January 24th, and the other show... And are having another show on the 30th. All will be on Stardom World later. I think some of the 24th is already up, but not a whole lot. Uh, All Japan aired live on All Japan TV January 24th. Uh, New Japan had shows on January 23rd, 24th, and 25th on New Japan World. And we'll have their first proper New Beginning show in Nagoya January 30th. Uh, NOAA from January 23rd will air on Wrestle Universe January 26th. DDT January 23rd will also air on January 26th. Uh, Gumbaray January 24th will air on Wrestle Universe January 27th. Uh, DDT airs live on Wrestle Universe January 28th. Oz Academy December 30th airs on Gaora January 30th. Uh, Dragon Gate has two shows airing live on Dragon Gate Network, January 31st, a day and night show. And Noah will take place January 31st. And I believe it's airing on Abima, but I'm not entirely sure. I don't think they've really announced it or not. I'm assuming it is because it's the Corkin and it's Sunday, so that's usually when it airs live on Abima. Uh, weekly airings. We actually have the New Japan Strong Card for once. Uh, it's Friday at 10 Eastern. Uh, Clark Connors versus the DKC. Rocky Romero versus Chris Dickinson. That's going to be... I don't know how that's going to work. Romero, uh, Rocky, and Dickinson. It should probably be good. And then the main events, uh, Leo Rush, TJP, and Fred Rossier versus Hikaleo, ELP, and Kenta. 
Uh, not too thrilling a match there, but no. uh, Impact Tuesday at eight Eastern uh, got eight, Ace Austin and Fulton versus uh, fuck what's Ethan Page's ex partner Josh Alexander, and uh, he's teaming up with, with uh, Matt Cardona. Uh, we got Joe Doring versus Jake something. That's gonna be either very good or very bad. I don't know how it's gonna go. I thought Joe looked pretty good in the tag match or whatever he had, but he was kind of not in there that much. I'm gonna be curious to see him in a singles match in Impact. And then uh, we got Eddie Edwards versus uh, Brian Myers, Antonio Dashwood versus R- Rosemary. AEW Wednesday at eight Eastern. Uh, the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers versus Dark Order, uh, Evil Uno, Sue Grayson, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer. Uh, Cody's responding to Shaq, which I don't know what like, what's he responding to because Shaq didn't even say anything. Like Cody's got more of a beef with uh, Jade than anything right now. So is it just from like that fucking um, the little sit down interview? interview yeah. yeah, weeks ago. Where uh, weeks Brand? Ago, yeah, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, it's like three weeks ago, if not longer than that. I think. Hey. I think that was last year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, and like Brandy dumped water on him, but I'm like, I don't think Shaq even really said anything no, bad. Not really. But uh, Dax Hardwood versus Jungle Boy. Uh, Hangman versus Ryan Nemeth. Has he shown up on Dark at all, uh, Nemeth? I don't think so. I no. think this is his first time. That's interesting that his first time is on Dynamite, but oh well. Yeah. I uh, got Britt Baker, uh, Britt Baker versus the Islamophobe, <laughs> and uh, got some Sting Darby team segment, like the Team Taz they segment. They didn't. That. I think they announced it on. I think they might have announced it on TV. I can't remember. I know I they at least put it on that. Twitter and stuff. But yeah, she's facing Shauna, yeah, so exciting great. stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're doing a mock segment about his little six man that they're doing at the. Batch of the Beach, or whatever it's called now. Uh, NXT, Wednesday at 8. Actually got a full card for that, too. Uh, Grizzly Young Vets versus Leon Ruff and Kushida. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. MSK versus Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Uh, Santos Escobar versus Kurt Stallion for the uh, Cruiserweight title. And uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor versus Danny Burch and Oni Lurkin. And uh, MLW Wednesday at 8, I could only find one match announced, and it was Richard Holiday defending the Caribbean title in a strap match against Savio Vega. So, uh, interesting stuff from MLW. But uh, that's all the airings, so uh, let's go through the one wrestling roundup. We need a lot of me talking, really, but we did watch a few things together, so I'll go through that real quick. Uh, kind of weave in and out of stuff we both watched so she can not just listen to me talk by myself. Uh, so yeah, say so for what wrestling we've watched, uh, we watched AEW from uh, January twentieth. I thought the episode was okay. I thought Brody Lee Jr.'s like birthday segment was, was really cute. cute, at least, and that ended with like Hangman having commitment commitment issues and <laughs> not letting him join the Dark Order. Uh, it was really the highlight of the show, honestly. honestly like I've, they've been the highlight of the show, I think, for me. Oh yeah, I love the Dark Order Besides, now. Like, They're so. Shows up I definitely <laughs> see why people are like always hyping up their BTE shit because I think I'm it's. Still not watching it. I'm not watching BTE, but I like I get I heard why. By the way, oh, <laughs> there's some something happened when like two minutes in, and people were like it was shit, and I was like, oh, okay, oh, okay. Well. But either way, I like the Dark Order on Dynamite now too. Uh, uh, Cody and Avalon is fine. Cody's new remix entrance sucks. sucks. I think this first time you heard, or at least noticed I, it. I just yeah, I think I like noticed it like the last week, but I didn't say anything because I wasn't paying that much attention to it. But yeah, now I I heard it and I was like, oh no. Yeah, I'm like, no. why does Cody need Snoop Dogg remix music? He was there for one. Like, one fucking episode. I don't know. But uh, Jade showed up during the match, so that was nice. But uh, the finish was kind of weird. Like, it, it works for Avalon's gimmick, apparently. Because, like, him tapping out, and because he didn't want 
Cody to punch him in the face because oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's pretty, pretty Peter, Peter Avalon. Avalon. Yeah, whatever. This Bucks and Kenny thing is weird, and I like, still don't get it. I'm not really paying attention to it too much because I don't, I don't care really. But that fucking like painting they had up in uh, Kenny's apartment was so weird with like Callus and Kenny. That was so odd. And wasn't it Kenny? Yeah, it was Kenny's. It was house. Kenny and yeah, it was Kenny's house. It was like him and Callus like all muscled up and shit. And what's weird too is like Bucks are having like issues with both Kenny, Callus, and I guess the Good Brothers too. But then they're teaming up this week. I don't understand that at all. But oh well. That uh, Matt and Private Party versus Seidel and Top Flight, which was decent whenever Matt wasn't in the ring, I think. But Quinn did this, like, really stupid-looking move on Seidel that, like, Seidel just had to, like, stand there, look like an idiot while he did it. Like, it was, like, weird setup move. And uh, Private Party really don't know how to sell and leave the ring after they get hit with moves. They kind of, like, it's, like, they pop out, lay there for, like, two seconds and then roll out. It's really weird. I don't know why I noticed that specifically, but uh, Penelope and Layla was really good. I really don't know why. Uh-huh. What? Penelope and Layla. Layla Hirsch. I know. I thought it was really good. Okay. But I don't I, remember anything from that. I just don't know why Layla hasn't been signed yet. Like, she, she got a lot more offense than I expected her to. Only lost really due to cheating. And uh, I didn't watch the main event because I don't give a shit about Inner Circle. So It well, sucked. That, that fucking botched Lion Saw was fucking god tier. Yeah, I heard, like, I heard he botched some near... The Lion Saw would, like, nearly die. Like, and I'm like... And I heard the finish sucked, but beyond that, I... Yeah, the finish was stupid. Basically, MJF just rolled, uh... Did he roll up Sammy, I think? I think it was Sammy. Basically, it was I just can't a remember. roll up. Yeah, it was stupid. I didn't watch it, so I don't fucking know, but... I looked up, and that's all the things I saw. Let's see. Uh, Stardom, I wa- like I said, I mentioned I watched a bunch of Joshi. I watched the Stardom, uh... Like, the January 4th show. I watched uh, Utami and AZM versus Himika and Micah match. I thought it was pretty good, but nothing go out of your way to see. I was kind of just skimming through all these cards, looking for shit that stood out, because I wasn't really... It was really all tag matches up until this cork, and we're going to talk about later. And then I uh, went back and watched the January 3rd main event after my buddy Mikey recommended it. I thought it was a really good match. Probably should have just uh, watched it when I watched Momo and Siri on the same show, but uh, it was Julia, Himika, and Natsumi versus uh, Black Widows and Natsuko. Uh, Natsuko in particular really impressed me in this match. And like I've never been really down on Natsuko, but she's... Hardly ever wowed me, but I liked her a lot in this, and I'll talk about her more when we talk about the Stardom show. But yeah, nothing else really from this past month of Stardom really stood out to me. I uh, watched Diana, a couple of shows. Uh, the January 17th show, I watched the uh, tag match with uh, Kyoko Inoue and Nanami facing Miyuki Takase and Haruka Umasaki. I see Takase on the card, and I kind of have to watch her matches because uh, she's my girl. Uh, cool match, nothing really must-see, but if you like Diana, I check it out. Uh, January 3rd, I watched uh, two matches. Uh, Andras Miyagi, Asuka, and Nanami was fun. The little three-way. And uh, Misa Matsui and Haruka Umasaki match. It was pretty solid, but uh, no strong take on really other match. Uh, Ice Ribbon, uh, January 9th. That summer, I mean, it was so fucking good. With uh, Sari and Sukasa Fujimoto facing uh, Ibuki, Hoshi, and Suzu Suzuki. And I just love this match, man. Like, Sari one is like one of the best women in the world. It's a real shame she's retiring now. <clears throat> and uh, Suzu, the ace of their company, uh, Tsuko was fucking, like, she's such an amazing wrestler. And I loved her even tearing her own partner just to get to Suzu. Suzu. Yeah, it's just great stuff here. And I guess I'm going to mention in the news that uh, Scott Fujimoto won the Ice Ribbon title off Suzu Suzuki. Since now, I, I just remember that going over the show. But uh, I'll swing back to some uh, Western shit. Uh, Impact uh, January 19th. I thought it was a decent show, actually. Like, uh, young, like uh, Eric Young versus Rhino with a fine little short match and set up uh, Jake and Doring, so I'm interested in that. Uh, the other two matches were fine, but it's really just the angles that mattered anyway, like including Matt Hardy and Private Party interrupting uh, 
a confrontation between uh, Saban and James Storm and the Good Brothers, uh, setting up a main event, which was actually really good, other than like Saban eating the pin. That was bad, but I thought the match was really good. I think you didn't you like that match? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that match was pretty good. But yeah, just like besides Saban eating the pin. Yeah. But, I mean, small guy, so of course. And uh, I liked uh, Tony Khan backstage saying he wasn't a carny like Matt, and then sending Jerry Lynn out there to help Private Party win the match. That was a nice little storytelling shit. And oh, and it was revealed that Taya was one of the one who uh, shot Johnny Bravo, and she got written off Impact by being sent to jail. <laughs> well, they think they specified someone was like, oh, she's going to Jacksonville, or if she's worse off, she's going to Connecticut or something, because referencing Dodi and I AW. Say, I don't know which one is. I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't know. But uh, overall, uh, nothing crazy, but I enjoyed the show, and uh, Pride Party are a perfect team for AEW to send over to Impact to get a little rub. Mm-hmm. Definitely a, a few people on AEW that would probably be better off going to Impact rather than just doing dark matches forever. It just reminded me when we were talking about, um, when we were not watching it, I guess, but when the um, AEW Women's Tournament came up, we are kind of talking about who possibly could be sent from Impact to, I guess, that tournament. Yeah, it'd be nice to see, like, a couple Impact women. Like, yeah. it depends on who, really, but, like, I could see uh, Jordan. I think Jordan is probably a big one that they should send over. Actually, if they want to, I'd like to see Jazz in it. Yeah, Jazz would be pretty cool. Well, she uh, she worked, uh, was it one of the, um, didn't Casino she, Battle yeah, Royale or something, she did, didn't she? she? Did, that's right, that's right. She worked the first one, I think. Yeah, so that'd be cool to see yeah. her back there. Uh, I'd like to see that. Uh, Tennille would be a good fit i think i think she would fit in with AEW. i don't think she's really done a whole lot in impact really but sadly which is weird i'm like <laughs> but, she just appears comes back and then yeah. still doesn't do anything i'm like okay but i think she'd be a good fit to just throw in that tournament maybe go one round and then lose the second round or something like that it'd be good name recognition for them for a woman mm-hmm. uh, other than that yeah say so there's <laughs> people you can send i guess but I, it's probably gonna be mostly their people maybe like one or two impact people it depend, really depends on if they're gonna have a whole lot of joshi or not mm. So we'll see I about see, that. Uh, I think my main person I'm thinking is coming is Riho because I think she, I, I don't know. Riho's definitely coming. Yeah. If and uh, Emmy Sakura kind of tweeting about it too, so she'll probably be involved with it somehow. I don't know about anyone else. Yeah, I'll say. Mm, we'll see. We I guess. Let's <laughs> uh, see. Go through a couple solo shows for me real quick. Uh, Gombari, January seventeenth. I watched the uh, main event with Asuka and Shoto or Shota facing Keisuke Ishii and Kishikaru Irie. It's an awesome match. Took a Took a bit to get in like full swing, but by the end of it, it became like an incredible match. Uh, a little spoiler for my like matches, top three matches of the week, but this is definitely like one of my favorite matches I watched this week. The last few minutes were just so sick, and but um, I mean, you'll you'll find me hard pressed to say a match is bad if it involves Ishii or Asuka, like two of the best in on the indies right now. But a showdown area were both great as well, and this ended up being just great. So check it out. Uh, Zero one, I watched their uh, first show of the year, January first, at least some of it. And uh, maybe it's just because it was clipped to hell, but I didn't really love that Gleet uh, Zero One tag match. I felt like they were working it like it was more of an undercard. Like it was more, it was more than just an undercard tag. Like they gave them way too much time, I think. And uh, Baba Baba seemed a little more overzealous than he needed to be for the match. And uh, uh, someone didn't look particularly that good in general, really. Like which kind of disappointed me. But the main event with Masato Tanaka starting the year, winning off yet another belt, the Zero One title, de- defeating uh, Hayato Tamura. I thought it was a great fucking match. It's like it's a real shame that Hayato had to lose, but I get why they wanted Tanaka to main their Sumo Hall show, and so I mean it happens because of his name value. But yeah, sick match. Uh, go watch it. Great leg work from Tanaka, and uh, the on your knees head spot feels overused because of New Japan. But at least they continue headbutting each other even after getting up. So I thought that was really cool for better or worse. And uh, this won't end up on my 2021 match of the year list or anything, but it's fucking January and watch this match. It was fucking great. But uh. 
Got to talk about the uh, sensation that's sweeping the nation, uh, Corey Ga Pro Wrestling. This is pro wrestling. This is pro wrestling. Uh, we, got, we watched uh, all the shows. At least we didn't watch today's show, but... Overall, I think it's a really fun promotion just to watch, throw on while you're doing other stuff. I don't think it's like something you gotta keep your eye on, but yeah. gotta you can follow the storylines pretty quickly. And there's a lot of storylines in this. Speaking of because uh, Lands Ends are fucking bastards. bastards. Fuck them. <laughs> but uh, go talk a little bit about it each night a little bit. Um, uh, like their sort of first night was fun. Uh, the audio was completely fucked. God, but that was oof. that demo- demonic, demonic chanting was really funny. That <laughs> I love that chanting. Uh, I thought the matches were solid, and the main event set up the angle that would carry them out to their big match on the first actual night of their promotion. Night two was cool as well, but Sayori losing is always a crime, and she actually heals a lot during all this, which I did she not like. She lost, like, twice. Twice, yeah, so at least half the matches she lost uh, that she was in, I think. I mean, it's kind of hard when they don't really have many many women yet, so. Yeah. I, do, I was talking to someone and saying they were better. Uh, they had a better women's division already than AEW did, but I'm like, this one has Sayori Ano in it, so of course it I is. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, Sayori, so I mean. <laughs> but uh, main event of that show, Gaina turned on Bodyguard to join Land's Rude. End, fucking bastard, too. Uh, Night 3 was another fun show. Had no audio issues at all for this one. Uh, Bath from Land's End did it again, beat Bodyguard here. And uh, I love that Little Lands and Underlings, at least some of them, like their idea of turning heel is just like wear sunglasses. It. <laughs> it's so fucking love cool. It. Evil bastard look. Uh, then night four, technically their night one. Uh, it was like I said, technically the first real night, the opening night. Uh, the first match, uh, Billy Ken Kid and Diamond G, I thought was some awesome stuff. Subasa and Irie was pretty good. Uh, felt way longer than just 15 minutes because it went to a 15 minute draw. It kind of like dragged a little bit. Uh, women's match, pretty fun. Had an injury angle from the previous show. I forget what her name was, like Hanako, I think. Not Hanako, Momoko. Momoko was injured by uh, Hibiscus Me on the previous night, and she came out with like a crutch and shit, so Sayori kind of had to do all the heavy lifting for her team, and they still lost anyway. And the main event was absolutely heartbreaking with that bastard Ryoji Sai. He can't just believe they done this. He can't keep getting away with this. But no, it's definitely something I'm going to keep my eye on from now on. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know, something easy to throw on in the morning once we get up, watch, watch it while we're working or whatever. Really fun watch. And lastly, uh, we watched one New Japan show. This is like only Whoa, our fourth oh New Japan show God. of the year. Because like, we watched yeah, both Wrestle Kingdom both. and New Year's Ash. This is the first show we watched yeah. since New Year's Ash. I'm so mad I watched that. <laughs> it was the uh, New Japan Oda Award show from January 23rd. And uh, it was okay. It's a Road 2 show. It's a Road 2 show. It's just fancier because it's an Oda Award. But it's still a Road 2 show. So nothing to really sink your teeth into. I thought the open road was kind of fun with... Like, Jado just looks absolutely jacked now. It's fucking ridiculous. And my boy Doki got the win. Looked really happy Love about it. Shit. Ghetto looks like... He looks like he's aged so much since Jay left. I feel it bad should. for him. Uh, I thought they... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Deserved. Uh, I thought the Evil Bullet Club show was kind of funny at times. And uh, Tenzon fucking killed Oka. I cannot wait for their singles match. And uh, I thought the... Elimination tag was pretty fun. Not as good as usual LIJ elimination tags was. And... I don't even remember anything about the main event at all. I, d- I don't remember it being good. That's for fucking sure. But with uh, Bullet Club winning the uh, junior tag titles against uh, Suzuki Gun. Not much to say about that show, but uh, I think that's all we got for our roundup. So let's get into our main topics. Going to kick it off with Stardom. It's their uh, 10th anniversary show from Cork and Hall, January 17th. Opening match was the future Stardom title match. Saya the champion, defeating uh, Unagi Sayaka in 12 one I thought it was pretty good shit here. I think uh, Saya kind of outshined Unagi here. Mm-hmm. Like, Unagi had her moments, especially her, like, selling of the sleeper. I thought she was great selling that, but 
overall, I just enjoyed watching Saya's power offense more than anything really Unagi did. Like, she still had her moments, like I said, but it's like pretty solid opener to kick off the show. Just really, I'm just really interested in how they book uh, Saya's title reigns. Because I think it's her first defense. I can't remember. I think so, yeah. But yeah, overall. I think she won the title like right before this. Yeah, she uh, beat Kamatani. Whatever. Fuck November, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, overall. November. I don't remember. No, I think she might have defended since then. I don't know. Either way, pretty good match. I was say I thought it was a pretty um pretty good opener. This is like my first time actually watching a full Stardom show since I don't fucking know when. Um, I still yeah I still don't really like Stardom, but still at least this was good. I I've always liked Saida, so I was really glad to see her uh, really get some shine here. It's well deserved. Um, Unagi was fine. I, I actually liked her, but I do think Saya looked a little bit better than her here, but I mean, Saya's just a beast, so <laughs> of course she's going to look better than everybody. And that reminds me, actually, that seedling show I mentioned that Momo's going to be tagging on, Saya Ida is her partner, which that's a great pairing of Saya and Momo. Let's go. They're, they're really love giving Saya a lot of shine this year, and I'm, I love it. Uh, next match was uh, Natsupoi defeating Konami by DQ and 8.03. And I like the look, but man, I just do not enjoy Oedotai Konami. Please tell me why I basically put the same thing. <laughs> I was like, I love Konami's look, but I still don't like her in Oedotai. <laughs> like, maybe it's just because I'm like, I think both of us are just down on Oedotai, period. <laughs> but yeah, this, honestly. Like, this wasn't a bad match or anything, but I just never really got into it. And it mm-hmm. kind of ended in a DQ before it ever really got going. Like, if you had had me, if you had told me this match was going to happen like last year before Konami switched heel and Natsumi was still in TJP, I would have been super pumped. Like she said, like I thought it would be a great match. These two just going at it in a straight wrestling match. But when it's just a way to tie bullshit, I kind of lowers it for me a little bit. And it's like, I know a way to tie is going to be with the bullshit. I get it. I know. But wait, how many fucking like DQs and all that bullshit have there already been in stardom <laughs> i think last time we recorded Wasn't i think it was like, like 20 yeah or something like that <laughs> oh god like dqs or like time limit draws or something like that i can't remember fucking amazing bro and probably mostly all from them if well probably not all but it's probably mostly not it's probably DQs. mostly nonsco with the damn chain or chairs but i digress uh yeah the match itself was a little bit disappointing um like i could obviously i could obviously see like natsu poi look really i thought she looked really decent at least but yeah the match itself was meh but at least Natsupoi definitely sets herself up as a um genuine contender in the high speed division just because she was moving pretty fucking fast there I was like oh okay um but other than that yeah it was a little disappointing and just the DQ end was like okay womp womp yes yeah, like, I still love both these girls like yeah, 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 yeah. like Natsupoi is one of my favorites in TJP and Konami is like still I think even with not loving her in Oedotai. I still think she's, like, the best woman's wrestler in Honestly. stardom, to be honest. It's just I don't love her doing all the heel bullshit. And she's really not doing anything, like... Oh, she's a fucking tag well, Yeah. Was, uh, the, <laughs> but then again... The other problem partner, is who she's partnered with right so, now, but... Never mind, love. No, like, I still <laughs> love... I, lo- I still love Konami. It's just I'm not as in love as Oedotai version of yeah, her, really. No. I'd like to see if she... Well, if they do the whole little stable shake-up thing. I'd like to see her get out of there, but probably not gonna happen let's see uh uh next match high speed title match azumi defeating kairi anayama and 536 and was definitely high speed uh pretty much just move after move after move no real slow parts uh only five minutes and yoniyama really took it to azm or i keep switching back whatever doesn't matter i'm just doing it i'm I'm just i'm I'm just doing it to fuck with welka but uh 
excited for the match, but uh, Natsumi's challenge was really weird. Like, I'm excited for that match, but the way she was making it, like, she was basically asking the crowd to say, like, oh, am I worthy enough to challenge? Yeah, I was like, why are you asking this? Like, because Azumi was, like, saying, like, oh, it's like, oh, I'm glad you signed to start him. It's like, what makes you think you deserve to challenge my belt? And the the way she was, like, going about, like, proving that she was worthy to challenge was really weird. I'm not sure how I felt about that, but so that whole, even, like, after Natsumi left, Azumi was even joking about it. It's like, oh, now that that weirdness is over, uh, can talk about how I beat Yonayama, but... Well, she gonna be laughing when Natsu... Natsu's gonna fucking beat her, so... Yeah, I don't know when they're gonna do that. I know... I think uh, it's... A, it's I probably Budokan. I think... I know she said, who wants to challenge me March 3rd? That is Budokan, so I think. that's Budokan, yeah. I know Natsumi and Himika are challenging for the tag titles at the end of this month, but they're not gonna win that, especially if... No. Natsumi already has a title no. match. I would say Azumi's probably gonna win, retain... Probably. But it won't surprise me either way, I guess. I don't think they need to give away, or not away, to give DDM, DDM even more belts. Yeah. Oh, it depends on who Julia is defending well, against, I, I guess. Say, like, what, is Julia? We don't, yeah. Is... Julia, Siri. Yeah, because she has the SWA, that's right. I forgot. And uh, Micah, I Micah that, has the, um... Micah has a belt? Oh, no, she has, no, she lost the fucking thing. Yeah, I was like, like, she lost me. that belt. <laughs> I knew what you were saying, but yeah, I was like, she lost that belt. Anyway, uh... Next match, uh, Tam Nakano defeated Starlight Kid in 10:53 and did not do a whole lot for me. Honestly, doesn't help. I'm not really invested in either one of them, even if I do like Starlight more than I like Tam. But I don't know. The match is fine, I guess. I really don't have a take on this at all. Yeah, I was gonna say I just kind of found myself bored during it, but I'm kind of the same way. I have zero takes on on fucking Tam, and I'm not gonna get into it. But at least I like Starlight Kid for the most part. At least she can she can usually get something decent, but this was just no. <laughs> no, it was it was not all that for me. But if you're a fan of either one, I'm I'm sure you'll find something to enjoy. Uh next match was a four way elimination match. Uh Queen's Quest, Momo Watanabe and Sai Kawatani defeated Oeda Tai, uh B Priestley and Saki Kashima, Dono Domondo, Shuri and Himika and Mayu Itani and Ruaka in fifteen oh four. I thought this was okay. Like, the Wado Tai team did nothing for me, and unfortunately, they were a big part of, like, early in the match before they got eliminated. Momo was pretty awesome throughout, though, uh, especially the bit with her and Siri. It seems like they're kind of building up a feud with them, which I'm really excited for that match. And already, what am I saying? I watched it already. Because they already did, like, the time limit draw on fucking the, the earlier show, but I assume they're going to do it again, just not have it be a time limit draw eventually. But uh, also, I loved uh, Siri pretty much just yeeting Himika off the top rope on Asaya. That was great. But yeah, overall, uh, not a great match or anything but it was, it was fun enough i guess i was gonna say it was fine um you know they started with their whole outside bullshit and then i think it was okay once it got back inside of the ring but i was mad i don't have like a whole lot of other takes besides a way to tie being in it too much <laughs> but um i think once you got a way to tie out of there i think it turned into a pretty good match it's just yeah the whole first it's part just of unfortunate it. that yeah it was kind of slugged down by yeah which sucks because i do like Saki, but the other one can kick rocks, so. Oh, no, it's funny. I saw, like, before we recorded on Twitter, like, oh, like um, seems like a way to tie is, like, building, like, their own, like, Instagram, kind of, like, separate of stardom. And it's funny, like, they got, they mostly follow, like, all the members. Like, they got uh, Natsuko, uh, Saki, mm-hmm. Natsumi, uh, or uh, Sumire, but they don't have uh, Mrs. Uh, B. Priestley on there. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious what that even means, like, what they're doing with, like, why they're creating their own Instagram and shit yeah, just for the faction, because I'm... I'd assume uh, Sardom owns the rights to it, Atai. That's what I would think. But who knows what that's going to be. Especially because in Natsumi, uh, Sumi Ray's not even around anymore. Yeah, like, well, yeah. she's getting, well, she's recovering from like a... Didn't she have a... Uh, some kind of injury, uh, I forget. That she finally got taken care of. Her shoulder? 
I think no. it might have been a shoulder. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that, whatever. But anyway. I forgot. Oh, my God. That's just interesting. But uh, let's get into the uh, semi-main event. Uh, no rules match. A wonder starting title match. Julia defeated Natsuka Tora in 1834. And uh, that was a pretty awesome brawl. Uh, I liked how there were, like, hardly... Like, whenever there were really lulls for, like, setup and stuff. Like, when Natsuka was removing the turnbuckle pad. You had, like, Oeda Tai and DDM kind of fighting outside to fill up dead time. So it wasn't completely boring. Uh, Julia can be really awkward with transitions at times, and so that kind of hurt part of it early on, but once they got into just full stupid hardcore spots, they were just, like, so stupid in a good way, like, with these, like, what I think they, like, roof tiles and shit. Yeah, some, yeah, whatever you were telling me, roofing tiles. And, uh, overall, I wouldn't call it a great match, but it was a hell of a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed watching it. I do think a non-COVID crowd would have helped this one tremendously, because, like, when you had, like, all the crazy brawls like Kagetsu, like, with Hana and stuff like that, I think having the crowd kind of be able to react properly to these kind of ridiculous spots would help a lot, but I don't know. I still enjoyed it a lot. Just, I wouldn't call it a great match or anything. Well, I put it that it happened. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I really enjoyed this. Like, I think, of course you fucking did. Well, I think I enjoyed it more because Natsuko, I thought she was, I think she's really good at these kind of matches. with this, so that's the good thing. I meant to put other stuff. I just didn't. Like, I think Julia was fine. I think, for but yeah, the, I think the hardcore spots were probably the highlights for me. Yeah, and I, to be honest, definitely that's for sure. Like the stupid spots were like the best thing about the match, and that fucking chair spot was sick oh, on that, the outside. Yeah. Oh yeah, setting up to I guess like the, the Tower no, of Doom it, sort yeah, of like, ish. Like before the match, they had like the I forget who it was. I don't know. Is Konami? Is Konami? And it might have been B. Yeah, but they were like setting up this like tower of chairs. It's and, like, fucking awesome. Early on, I think it was like around the five minute mark. Uh, Natsuko just fucking like threw Julia right into it. It was fucking awesome, and. I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot. Would love to see more of this from Natsuko, but the way they're talking out wouldn't surprise me that if they're going to try and make her go more straight. I don't know what they're doing with her. I don't know what they're doing with the white belt in general because I don't know who the fuck's going to be Julia. I really thought Natsuko was going to be the one to do it here. And they have no one set up to be her next challenger right That's now, really. That's the problem, yeah, because no one, yeah, they didn't really set anything up there, so I don't, like, she already I don't beat, really know. It's like people that I could see doing Natsuko, she already beat her. Tam, she's already beaten her like a million like 5, times. times. If they just run that back at Budokan, I'm a fucking. Mm. I'll go crazy because that'll be the one time that. The, they, she can beat them now, or she can beat Julia now because she has the Cosmic Angels yeah, now. That's, say... that's, that's, that's probably literally what it's going to be, and it's going to be fucking irritating. <laughs> cause, and that's going to be. You're, you're never going to hear the end of it. And I'm like, no. Because I'm like, Julia's already beat Konami, which would be another person I could have seen take it off her. Jungle ain't there. Jungle's not back yet, which that would, that'd be nice to have her come back and win the white belt, but it's that. not happening. Uh, she already ran through all DDM. And, yeah, I was gonna say literally. <laughs> and Except I'd like to see Momo, but she's already she's already occupied. She's gonna face him and I, and kind of has better things she, to do. I was gonna say she's she's gonna beast mode. She got the real match. Yeah. So I really don't know what the fuck they're gonna have Julia face. Who they're gonna have her face at? Uh, fucking Budokan, but we'll see. I guess I really don't know who's gonna beat her now. But enough of that. Let's talk about the main event for the uh, World of Stardom title. Utami Hayashida defeated Micah in 24-12. Uh, went into this one with kind of low expectations. Like, I heard mixed reviews about it, and there's, all, there's also something about this pairing that just never really clicks with me. Like, all the previous matches, I always thought they were good, but nothing, like, spectacular. I really don't know what it is, but I guess I always... The chemistry's not there for me. But, At least here, it wasn't for me, but... I don't know, so whatever they face, it kind of always just leave me wanting more. And uh, this was kind of more of the same in that department. That said, I still thought it was a great match. I enjoyed it a lot. Easily the best of their series, but I still like I've still left one more. I don't know, like I don't know how to explain it. I just know these two have a better match in them. But I love Utami's viciousness here. Uh, very hard hitting. 
Utami like, just dropped Michael on her head multiple times. <laughs> it was fucking gross. Like, it was... I don't know. But, yeah, I cannot wait for the next time they face each other. Hopefully it's even better than this. But, yeah, there's it was a great match, but I still think there's more in the tank for them. Yeah, you like this more than me, too. Um, But I think it's just as a whole, I'm just down on stardom in general still, so... I don't think that's going to change. Only you're the only person. Soon. Like people oh, I've know. talked to, like they I know. did not I just, like this match. Like a lot of people are down on Tommy's title reign. I don't get that really, but I can't really say that because one, I don't watch constantly, so I don't fucking know. Um, but I think it this just this one just took a little bit too long to get going for me. Especially in the beginning, I was like, "Fucking Christ, this is taking twenty years." Like they were on the ground for basically most of the match, and I was like, "No, dog, I can't do that." Uh, I definitely don't think it needed to be 24 minutes. No, that's the that's the thing. I'm like, these title matches don't need to be, like, these 25 to 30 minute, like, fucking epic matches. I'm like, can they just, like, go and do their thing? Like, I'm so tired. I'd be really curious to see, like, the tra- trajectory of, like, title matches in stardom. Like, how, like, how over, like, the past couple years, how quickly they've, like, gone up in time. Because it feels like, especially in, like, the past two years. I was like, going to say, I think it's definitely increased. It's like, increasing. Oof. It's like obviously there's long matches Ooh. in the past in Stardom, but it's like it feels like every title match has to go like a certain length now, and it's kind of it's getting to that stagnant point where they do it just like New Japan, where you have the certain title matches be on like way way longer than necessary. So it makes sense, but I'm like, I hope they don't continue that trend with Utami and um, fuck who she Saya. Yeah, yeah, she came out <laughs> after the match to challenger. There we go. But I don't think it's gonna be the main event, so it's not gonna have that much time, probably. Okay, so that one at least, like realistically, to me, should be tops like fifteen. Probably. Realistically, fifteen. Fifteen twenty ish. It'll be in between fifteen twenty, and let's keep it that way. Because like I imagine the main event's gonna be Mayu and Yoshiko. So they want to give them girlies time. I don't know. This probably would be the semi main. It'd either be this or Momo and Anai. And I don't even think it's a bad thing if this is, like, not even semi. I don't think it's a bad thing if this would be third. If I'd be honest, I would put top. it third from the top. I would put it third from the top because it's, I, I mean, like I would do, it's not a real challenge to me. Yeah. Sorry. Like, well, <laughs> people, like we mentioned, like, it kind of feels like it's speculation, at least, that, that it was, it's, it's replacing Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah. Most Kyrie, easy main event, I would definitely put that. Well, oh, yeah. Well, actually, I don't know. You know what? I might put that semi. Either way, right, like, as the card looks right now. I think Mayu Yoshiko should main event. Absolutely. I do not deny Momo semi-main. Utami, Saya, third. And whoever Julia, Julia yeah. facing fourth. I don't know if they're going to... They might not have a tag gonna, title yeah, match. Yeah, I was going to say, are they going to have a tag title match? They may not, but I don't know. Uh, high speed will be undercard if they have it. Yeah, a, high speed is going to be sadly low. I don't know if they're going to have a future of stardom. It might just end up being like a big multi-tag or something. Wasn't they have Saya Ida in that seedling show? I, I, I forget who she's facing in that, but I could see one of them pinning her and setting that up for another seedling mm-hmm. yeah. stardom uh, cross just match. Just something else, yeah. Because they just had um, Azumi face uh, some marvelous chick back in November. I forget, um, yeah, I forget who it was. But yeah, overall, I thought it was a pretty good show, but I think the only thing must see, and that's depending on how much you like Itami, I guess, uh, is the main event. I do think Julia Natsuko is really good and worth checking out if you're gonna if you're interested in that kind of style of wrestling. But overall, it's... It uh, wasn't as good of a show as would have been, would have expected, I guess, and kind of a weird direction for Stardom so far this year. But uh, that's it for Stardom, so let's talk about the last show we're going to talk about, uh, All Japan uh, New Year's Wars 2021, Night 3, from January 24th. Uh, overall, uh, pretty solid show. I don't think there's anything 
Well, let's, I won't even do overall thoughts. Let's just go through match by match. I was going to say, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm sure y'all know what's coming, so. Uh, first match was uh, Purple Haze, uh, Zeus, Izanagi, and Udamaro defeating Jake Lee, Tajiri, and Francesco Akira in 622. Uh, was an All Japan opener. What's early to say? Like, not great, not bad. I had fun with it, but I have no real take on it. It was a very dominant win for Purple Haze, at least, I guess. But, yeah, not a whole lot to say about it. Yeah, I thought overall it was pretty solid, but... Typically, All Japan at least kind of does these right sometimes, but yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. It's just, it's really weird seeing, like, Jake's, like, trajectory. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, we'll, we'll get into more of that part later, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is no trajectory. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, next match, uh, Hikaru Sato, Dan Tamura, and Rambo Kawamura defeating Takao Mori, Carbel Ito, and... Alejandro Nito too. Another fun opening match. Uh, honestly, hard to have strong takes on this one either. Like really, really the interesting thing is like Sato pinned Omori. Like I know Omori's kind of old now, but he's still like a former Triple Crown champion, big heavyweight guy, and Sato is just a junior, so it's kind of interesting at least. But overall, I'm just happy Alejandro is continuing to get booked by All Japan. Mm-hmm. They should really just sign the dude, or at least make him a regular. Like it would be a great addition to the junior division and just a fun All Asia challenger with the right partner. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, pretty solid match, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was all right. Um, yeah, it's one of those matches that you probably won't have a strong take on. I mean, you have fucking Rambo in the match, so you'll at least have that kind of sticky stuff there. If you don't particularly care for that, you can at least skip it. It's not yeah, it's not something that you have to go out of your way and see. Uh, next match, uh, Shuji Ishikawa, Kohei Sato, and Ryuki Honda defeated Yoshitatsu, Ryoji Sai, and Chikara in 735 and. This match is canceled from the get-go. I cannot believe Yoshitatsu would allow fucking... Oh, fucking Ryuji Sai, the absolute bastard. Like, why would you let him in? Like, I can't believe the king that is Yoshitatsu would allow this man into his group. I know. I believe in you, damn it. And all Japan <laughs> having the audacity to continue to book the scum. But yeah, the match... No lands in scum here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the match is fine. Again, like, I don't have a take on it. It's just an undercard match for all Japan. I was gonna say exactly the same thing. It's just... You just you're just mad if you watch, you know, Kalega. So you're like... Fuck, why is Ryoji Sai here? Other than that, yeah, it's like, the match is fine. Oh, wait. Never mind. <laughs> wait, no. Well, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I, did we bring up that Honda's facing uh, Yoshitatsu, I guess, in his next series? Oh, right, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. Honda's facing Yoshitatsu in his I next trial series, I guess. I don't know brain was just like, wait, and then no, yes. I completely forgot that was, that was even a thing. It just kind of quickly came up. I forgot because... Their next stuff isn't until next month, so I kind of yeah, we got a while to wait to the side. Uh, next match: uh, Infants, uh, Koji Doi, Kumarashi, Hokuto Mori, and Yusuke Kodama defeated Kento Miyahara, Yume Oyagi, Atsuki Oyagi, and Rising Haido in seven sixteen. And uh, nothing real crazy about this match. Just your usual heel and face multi man with uh, Infants bullying these guys. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Uh, Hokuto going crazy and attacking Atsuki after it rolled, and uh, I kind of wish it had gone on a bit longer. But for what it was. In on the spot on the card, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, this was probably one of the more fun undercard matches for me. Um, <laughs> fucking Hokuto still trying to bully fucking Kento and shit on the outside. That was fucking great. I really need them to. Yeah. What happened afterwards? Like, was it just them calling? I don't. I think Hokuto was trying to like start a fight with one of them. I don't remember who for, okay, for sure, but I heard like all of their names at one point. I thought, and I was like, wait. <laughs> I know Hokuto's being a little shithead and challenging somebody, but I don't know. I forget who. I don't know. If, I haven't looked at the, like, the backstage comments really or yeah. anything. Okay. Uh, next match. Uh, it's a hardcore match for the Geora TV title. 
Uh, Jun Kasai defeated Black Mansa Ray in 1241, and it was kind of what I expected it to be. Not anything crazy. Uh, well, I mean, it was crazy, but it wasn't that good, really. Uh, had a, that chairs, had whatever that green wire thing Mansa Ray was using to choke Kasai out. Uh, Mansa Ray got unmasked. That was just fucking rude, but honestly, he shouldn't wear a mask. He looked pretty cute. And uh, overall, I uh, thought it was a fun match. It got really good after Mensa got mm-hmm. unmasked, but before that, it was kind of a bit of a nothing thing. And then he got unmasked and just went fucking, w- fucking awesome. So, yeah, I love that. I think that was pretty much the general take, at least with the like um, the match portion. I definitely agree. I thought the best parts of it were after he got unmasked. I mean, he got unmasked, so that was pretty fucking cool. He definitely looked cute. So, I'm like, we continue the trend of fucking mask wrestlers needing to not wear masks, but I digress. But yeah, I want to say before he got unmasked, it was it was fine. It was okay. Uh, the next match for the Old Japan World Junior Heavyweight Title, uh, Koji Yamato defeated Fuminori Abe in thirteen thirty seven, and uh, maybe it's just high expectations. But this match just really didn't land for me like I expected it to. Like it was a good match, but I expected great. It wasn't great. It had a really odd finish. It felt like it just came out of nowhere. I would have liked to see these two get a little more time than they did, yeah. but. Uh, after the match, we got a video message with uh, from Shima, who challenged Yumoto for the title. I don't think he's going to win, but we'll see. But, I don't know. What, what do you think about the match first? Um, Definitely a big disappointment for me, because I, I had super high hopes, and it definitely didn't live up to that expectation. The match was just really structured very weird to me. Like, the ending as a whole just completely kind of, like, took me out of it. I was like, that's the end? I think you were away for a second, and I was like, what the hell just happened here? <laughs> but, yeah, very disappointing, but good match, just not great, which it should have been. Uh, I do wish they got at least a couple more minutes of time in. But what you think about Shima challenging? Think he's going to win? I don't really have a take on it. Um, I could see it, but I don't know. I know I don't think this match is going to be very good. It's probably, uh, Shima's not that great in singles matches, honestly, and I don't know. I don't, I don't want I, him to win, though. I don't think Yomo is going to be able to pull something that great out of him. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I don't want him to win, but it wouldn't, would it surprise it me? No. Me. But It's weird because I'm like, I don't know how often. I don't know. It, this is only Shima's, this is going to be Shima's second time in All Japan ever. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm like, he hasn't really been here, so. And I don't know how often he's really going to show up because he's working fucking everywhere, so. I thought he said, like, when he was here last time, he's going to come back in the new year and, like, bring strong hearts with him. Obviously okay. can't do that now because yeah, Lindemann and T-Hog are quarantining. Lindemann but Lindemann said he was okay. He's probably okay, but I'm sure that he's he not going to fucked or anything for a while. He tweeted something, but I can't remember. I'm sure they'll figure it out because I know that he were, they were supposed to be on Korega. Yeah, which so. sucks. But yeah, not, not a great junior title match, which sucks because like honestly, the juniors have been like the highlight of New Japan or yeah, New Japan of all Japan this like, past six months. Now I'm getting a little concerned. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the main event: uh, All Japan Triple Crown Heavyweight Title <laughs> Match. Uh, Swama <laughs> defeated Chotaro Shino in twenty six forty one. I thought the video package for the match was really excellent. Yes, like that's the main standout for me. Was like, that video package mm-hmm. was fucking great. It really felt like the video package that always like aired right before Wrestle One title matches, so I really felt a little bit of nostalgia from that. Uh, as for the match itself, it was good, but a major step down from their previous title match. I think, like, I mean, the last match was like number three in my match of the year list last year. This one, I don't even know if I'm going to put it on my spreadsheet for matches I'm going to for think about later in the year. Like, honestly, like that's really more depressing to me than the result. Like, I had no hope Ashino was going to win. Honestly, 
I was just hoping he'd put on a good performance in front of the fans, kind of get a little bit of shine from the fans. Which I think he did look good in the match, but not as much as I would have expected. Like the match was just really dis- a disappointment overall. Like the pace was so slow for most of it. I, it didn't have like a lot of the snappy Germans and strikes like the first match did. It was built more around like the angle lock and like injuring the it back and stuff like yeah, that. It was definitely legs more. Definitely more than the previous match. And uh, I'll say what next my next stuff after that. But as far as like the match itself, what did you think? I agree. I thought the match was good. Um, I think I enjoyed it a bit more than you did. Um, I, I put it on my list, but it wasn't like high or anything. It wasn't, you know, like the five I gave the first match, but <clears throat> I thought overall it was good. It was just, it was definitely, um, structured a lot more differently than the first <clears throat> one. And I think that kind of hurt it. Cause yeah, I was like, okay, we can kind of start to move on. I was like, we don't need this to go the same length, but yeah, it is what it is, I guess. But as for like what that means for like the wor- the world of all Japan right now, <laughs> for now, Oshino needs to stay as far away from the Triple Crown as possible, unless he's gonna win. Like if you want to have him finally win the belt, that's li- literally the only time you should have him challenge for the Triple Crown yeah, within like, the year. I didn't like that. This was basically just to say, hey, we did it in front of fans. Shut the hell up now. I- I'm fine with that. Like I'm fine with them uh, going back to the match to put it on again in front of fans. It's just from now on, do not let him eat anywhere, anywhere near that title because if he, he doesn't, there's no need for him to job for a third time. Like, except like, like I'm fine. I don't think they needed to do it a second time, but I'm no. fine with them doing it. They could have waited at least. At least give me some hope. Yeah, it would have been nice to let, let him like wait a little bit because he had no heat going into this match. No. So I. He, All he was doing prior before this was just doing a little belt thing. Yeah, like, literally just randomly he started doing like the belt shit on shows, and that's literally the only and heat he had it. going into it. And then Swamo thinking like, oh. Well, I want to do this in front of fans, so let's I hope do it. Oh, has had more heat. So, really, like, I'm not as like depressed about him losing or anything like that. Like, I've seen a lot of people uh, say Oshino is kind of basically being goaded here. Oh God! I don't think it's that I don't bad think yet. It's that bad yet. Like I said, if he loses it another sucks. triple crown title match this year, then we can talk. But right now, I think he's fine. I just hope they move him towards challenging for either the either set of the tag titles. Yeah, go for That's a what they need to do. They already kind of did that, which they shouldn't have done that fucking last year either. But if you moved him and Kuma or whoever into a title program for the titles, I'd be fine with that. I've seen some people speculate that that's definitely not the direction they're going, and that seems like they're going to split him off from Enfants, which would be the stupidest fucking idea I've That'd ever be heard the of. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like I've I heard an argument that like that's one of the ways you could like heat him back up for a big title no. program if you wanted to like, turn him face and have him build up that way. But you move him, like, say you split him off and move him into another faction, like Next Dream or Evolution or whatever. He's not going to be the top guy in that in that faction, so what's the fucking point? Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> like he's. That's why I don't get that whole rumor. I'm like, dude, why ever? No. I think his value is in Infants if you you have to book them seriously. If you do that, you got money there with Hashino, I think. What does the damn dude got to do? Sign? Even I then, guess. I wouldn't think, no. Well, the problem is even the sign people aren't getting fucking oh, shit. Cause yeah. If you want to talk about someone that's been goadoed, it's Jake Lee. He's been goadoed. Dog, see, this is, yeah, exactly. Why the fuck isn't Jake in this position? Did we talk about who's coming, who's facing Suwama after? Yeah, next person is uh, no. Kohei Sato. And why the fuck is that not Jake? Explain. Someone explain to me why Jake is not getting anything now. That's some. That's honestly more what I'm mad about. I think they're waiting until Champions Carnival, which... It's not fucking... I don't want to fucking wait until Champions Carnival. That's a fucking few months again. And plus, we're 
possibly waiting to see for Nomura to make a return. We don't know yet how, know, is, how he's going. That's the other thing that's the uncertainty here, and I'm just like... If Sato beats Suwama, that's fucking stupid, I think. That's so stupid. Even though I'm, I'm sorry. Even though I, I like Sato. I love so. Sato. I have a title reign. I just don't think it's right now. It's, it's when he needs to do it. It's not the right move. Like a, they just need to pull the trigger on someone. If it's not Ashino, I'm fine with that. Just... I'm, just try Jake. Like I don't. Like, I know people say that. Like, oh, it's never gonna happen. Just fuck fucking off. do it. Like, like <laughs> if Nomura's not coming back and you're not gonna do Yuma, you need to pull the trigger on yeah, Jake. I'm like, they need to pull pull the trigger on one of these young guys. That's what I'm saying. Can we please just pull the trigger on one young guy? Even if it doesn't work out, at least you fucking tried. Like, I'm not saying like I don't hate Suwama at all. Like he's had some really good shit. It's just I've loved like basically all of his title his, matches. His reign is honestly been pretty good. I'm just like, can we at least try something new? Because I, 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 it would just be the funniest thing for Sato to win because like the whole set part of the set part, like part of like what little build there was for <laughs> Ashino was that he wants to stand as like a wall for the younger generation to surpass. Well, he, he says that and then he goes and loses to another old guy. Yeah, I'm like, well, <laughs> that'd be fucking hilarious, honestly. But it would piss off Twitter so much, I think. But I don't really care about that. Just just pull the trigger on Jake if you're not gonna pull it on Ashino or Swama. Just don't put it back on Kento yet, please, please God. Please, I'm begging. That's the one thing I don't want right now. Let 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 Kento have his fun in the tag division with Yuma for now. Let him be free for a little bit. It's fine. He's doing fine. He doesn't need to be in this title contention. Just let other people come up and try. I just yeah. It's like I would have Jake Lee win Camp Champions Carnival, beat Swama, and just try it. If it doesn't work, you can always just have Kento beat him. Hell, you could have tried Zeus, but I mean... Uh, I mean, yeah, I would have liked that, that, but... Yeah, but... Zeus, Zeus isn't... Like, I love Zeus, but he's not one of the guys I need to build around. I, w- I know. I still would have had Zeus beat Swamma, to be honest, but... <laughs> either way, like, I, they need to pull the trigger on Jake, I think. Uh, it's getting concerning. Like, I, they always, you know, they start to kind of move towards that, and then they just pull the plug. I mean, honestly, Jake should have been the one to beat Kento, but... That's what... But, oh well. Either way. I'm not. If you're if you're listening in to hear me complain about Ashina's booking, I'm sorry you're missing out on that because I'm not really complaining about him yet. I've, at this point, I've kind of just accepted he's gonna be a mid card guy for now, and that's fine. I just please God don't have him challenge again and lose this year, please. I, that'll I, that will be I think true. That's pain. just the main thing now is yeah, just don't have him challenge again this year or net whatever. Go do what you want. And if they go through with this fucking him splitting off of Menfons, it's like the stupidest fucking idea I've ever heard. Oh. <laughs> Fucking, oh my god. Like that, you, like, that will make me more angry than him getting one more title shot. Yeah, I'm like, what do you want him to do? Go be the fucking, like, <laughs> third guy in Evolution? I was gonna say, because it's Suwama. Suwama, Shuji, and then it would be him. And then Dan would probably out-fucking last say, him. I at this point, Dan may even go over him. So, I don't fucking know. But uh, that's it for all the Old Japan talk, I think. Uh, matches of the week. I kind of hinted at what my number one is. It's um, the Gombarish match. Uh... Asuka, Shota, and Keisuke versus uh, Keisuke Ishii and Shigeru Iria. Uh, my second match would well, probably be uh, Tamara defending against Tanaka in 0-1. And my number three will be Micah and Atami. What's your top three? I don't really have any. Um, Not a whole lot, really. Yeah, I'm like... Um, I know you like the Swama and Ashino more than me, uh, so there's I that, I guess. that'd be one for me, but even then, that's like, oof. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> not, um, not a whole lot of great stuff on the shows we actually watch, and then I watch extra stuff anyway. So I don't know. We'll throw other recommendations in the footnotes, so check those out if you want. But uh, that's it. Uh, next week we'll be discussing New Japan's new beginning show in Nagoya with uh, Shingo Tana, 
Osprey, uh, Kojima, and Oka Tenzon or Okan Tenzon. Uh, Noah's <laughs> last big Cork and Hall show from Budokan or Cork and before Budokan, assuming that airs live, which I'm pretty sure it is. And I think there's a DT show, so we might watch that too, depending on what's on the card. But those are going to be the main three topics, probably. At least New Japan and Noah, if it makes tape. Plus, uh, talk about whatever else we decide to watch, because we're probably going to watch Dragon Gate 2, those two doubleheader shows. We'll continue to watch uh, Kolega too. So. Oh, of course, we're going to yeah. gotta watch Body Golf eventually beat those bastards Six up. Six days of wrestling, man. I, I don't know how they're going to do that. But, That's going to be impossible. But, but we'll see. I don't know. I believe in Body Golf. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Check that out and come back next week to hear our thoughts. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Singing Time Boss. And if you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPIR underscore. But that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody. Fuck Land's End. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>